You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about the New Orleans Saints and preview their upcoming season is Mike Detillier of WWL out of New Orleans, part of the Odyssey Network. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. So Derek Carr's first preseason game in a Saints uniform, he goes 6 of 8, 70 yards and a touchdown. What were your first impressions of Mr. Carr? Well, first of all, preseason is the biggest mirage in the world. But I was <laughs> impressed with with Derek and how he got the first units going. And you couldn't ask for a better start. He was sharp. Uh, you know, he distributed the football all across the field. If it was Michael Thomas, A.T. Perry, Alvin Kamara, you name it, he got it to him. And Juwan Johnson, who I think is going to be a big part of this offense uh, in 2023 at tight end. So I was impressed with what Derek did. So a lot of times, um, you know, what you see out of defenses in preseason is so vanilla, and Kansas City didn't have Chris Jones, okay? And the biggest area of concern I have for the Saints is offensive line play. But uh, Derek Carr really has been impressive all training camp. And uh, he's a big upgrade at the quarterback position for the Saints. And uh, this offense will be humming uh, pretty well if you can get the offensive line to play up to where they were selected. you got four former first-round picks and a second-round pick. And they've been average, and I'm being um, maybe a little bit generous with them over the last two years. Thank you so much for joining us. Have you looked at any of Derek Carr's season-long props, whether it's uh, passing? I'm seeing uh, 3,875 passing yards, touchdowns, the total's 22. Would you be looking at any of those props, given that you did just mention, obviously, the offensive line concerns? I would go over on the touchdown passes. One of the things we see a lot of in practice is that they have put a concerted effort uh, in red zone situations to get the football to the tight end. Now, that had been a fixture with Drew Brees. Not so much over the last couple of years if it was Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, you name them, they've had a ton of them here. But I think that the over on the 22 touchdowns would be something I would take a real strong look at. And Chris Olave, his development at wide receiver. Uh, he's really made a big jump from his rookie season to year two. I thought he was a good player last year. He's become a very good player. And uh, he's down with a hamstring injury, but also Rashid Shaheed, who we also saw. So 
I would go to over on the touchdowns. I, I think that they want the tight ends to be a bigger part of the red zone feature here. And with Juwan Johnson, with the addition of Foster Morrow, and I'll be honest, uh, he won't play every snap, but he's still six foot seven tight end, Jimmy Graham. So glad you brought up Jimmy Graham because the big question was, well, why are you getting this older guy and why are you signing him, et cetera, et cetera. And I made the joke that, okay, maybe he'll have six catches for the season, but five of them will be for touchdowns. Are you expecting a similar stat line for the season for Jimmy Graham? Yeah, I I think that Jimmy's a guy that could probably get you um, 40 to 44 catches in a year, but I bet six to seven of them are touchdowns. Uh, He looks like a thin wide receiver to me. I mean, he came in, the first thing I noticed, wow, man, he is really, really thin. He's in great shape. Okay, he's not the Jimmy Graham of 2012, 2013, but he is still a force in the red zone and short yardage because of his size, and he knows how to basketball you out. You know, he uses that size to get between the ball and the defender. So he won't be the 90-catch guy in 10, 12 touchdowns. But I think that they're going to find a way to get him involved, especially, again, red zone, short yardage situations. And I'll be honest with you, he really has looked good in camp. He doesn't have to look good every day. But, you know, when you get older, you got to kind of splash it here and there. He has splashed it. With Alvin Kamara's three-game suspension, how do you think that will affect the Saints to start the season? And how quickly do they need to get Daryl Williams up to speed? Yeah, it's a good question. Jamal Williams is going to be the guy uh, early on. And we saw last year he was an effective guy. He's always been part of kind of a two-tier running back system. You go back to Green Bay, it was with, uh, you know, with Aaron and Jones. And then certainly with Detroit, it was with Swift. But I think they're going to lean on him quite a bit early on in the season. They were hoping Kendra Miller would be the other option. But Kendra has had some injuries that he may not be that guy early. And so they may have to use Darrell Williams more. And it's a good point. Darrell just got brought in. Man, I scouted Darrell when he was at John Errett High School in the West Bank. And uh, he signed with LSU and they had Leonard Fournette. Next year they signed Darius Geis. I'm not sure he just stayed at LSU in today's transfer portal world, but he's a tough, hard-nosed guy, north-south. Also can catch the football coming out of the backfield. Also, too, don't be surprised and that they use Taysom Hill in a sort of a halfback role a little bit early on. Hmm. No, I, I think that certainly makes a lot of sense. Uh, the versatility uh, matters a great deal as far as uh, the personnel they have. And not quite positionless football, but definitely I, I like that approach a lot. Uh, he's Mike Detillier from WWL out in New Orleans here on BeckQL Daily. want to ask you about Michael Thomas because his last full season in the NFL was 2019. 
he has dealt with a ton of various injuries, and often I find myself forgetting about him whenever I'm analyzing or handicapping the Saints. What might his role be in this offense? How different might it be uh, compared with, say, the heyday with Drew Brees if Michael Thomas is indeed a full go? If he's a full go, then he becomes a, a the big target guy to move the chains. He can still position his way between the defender and the football. Is he going to catch 120 balls? No. But he has still got that element. And we saw it last year early before he got hurt. His ability to make a play when arms and hands are up in the air, contested catches, he can still do that. I don't think he's nearly as quick or as fast as he, and he was never this super fast guy to begin with. But I think that's taken away a little bit with a little bit of age and also injuries. But his positioning skills, his ability to get up in the air to make a catch and is still good, and he's going to move the chains. He can work the middle part of the field extremely well. The Saints are a totally different football team with him in the lineup and him without it. And we've seen that over the last few years, that they have had difficulties in what I would call short yardage, middle range areas of the field to convert on third downs. They didn't have that individual that could come up with that third and five and he gets six or seven yards with the catch. Michael Thomas can still do that. And in the red zone, he's a bit of a nightmare. Uh, because he's a very competitive guy with the ball up in the air. The big question mark is how many games will he play and, and can he stay healthy? But believe me, if he is there, he makes a huge difference on this team. And he's never had a compliment on the other side to him as good as Chris Olave. That, that's the other part of it. So that's certainly a benefit to Derek Carr. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike, looking at the NFC South, obviously the Saints are the favorites to win it. Derek Carr, the most experienced and the best quarterback in that division. What other team would scare you if someone were looking to place a bet on the Saints to win the division? I mean, can Desmond Ritter be a franchise quarterback? I know he looks a bit nervous now, but which team would uh, make you a little bit uh, worried here if you were looking to place that bet? Saints fans won't like me for this, but it's Atlanta. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, I know Arthur Smith well enough to know with the type of football he's going to want to play. And he's going to want to pound it at you. And they get B. John Robinson in as a runner-receiver. He's really talented. 
And hopefully Pitts can stay healthy. He gives you that big option at tight end. Their defense is going to be better uh, than it was a year ago. They've added some nice pieces, some of them pieces from the Saints defense. And their new defensive coordinators from the Saints and Ryan Nielsen. They'll be better on defense. Big question mark is, in crucial spots, how many games is Desmond Ritter going to win for you? And none of us know that. And fair or not fair, it is part of how you judge a quarterback. What he does in the fourth quarter, when everything's on the line, can he make those couple plays for you? We, we only saw him in four games last year. So that question mark is still there. But their offensive line, their rushing attack, they're really um, king-size receivers at wide out and also at tight end, I think is going to be scary uh, for some teams because they play a little different brand of football. They're going to want to pound it at you and play a little keep away, and their defense is going to be better. So uh, Atlanta would be the scary team for me in the NFC South for the Saints. I think the Saints are the clear-cut team in the NFC South, but I think the team right behind them is Atlanta. That makes a whole lot of sense. Completely agree with you there, Mike. While we have you here, uh, earlier in the show, Aaron and I went over some Heisman hopefuls, and LSU certainly has one with Jaden Daniels. What makes him stand out, and do you feel like that he is perfectly capable of capturing the Heisman? In over 30 years covering LSU, I've never seen a quarterback run the ball like what Jaden Daniels can do. Uh, if anybody watched an Alabama game, and watch him take off. He had a couple of Alabama defenders that thought they had an angle on him. He ran away from it. Uh, so he's special in that category. Where he's gotten so much better and more comfortable is throwing the football from the pocket. I think that's the big difference. I got to watch some in the spring, and certainly when he came to Manning camp, and he explained it to me that I feel more comfortable with my receivers this year. Uh, after transferring from Arizona State. He's got a real strong arm. I think he was waiting for his receivers to get open before he was throwing the ball last year. And, and he's got a trust in this very talented receiving core. Give them an opportunity to make a play on the ball. And Tayshaun Butte was supposed to be the star receiver from last year. 22% of the targets for him, he dropped. Okay, you're not going to have that happen again. They, they've got a really nice set of receivers. I think Malik Neighbors is an elite wide receiver in college football today. And they got some really young, talented guys like Tyron Lacey, Chris Hilton, and Brian Smith that will be able to take over some of the receiving roles, along with Mason Taylor at tight end. I think you're going to see a big difference with Jaden in his ability to throw the football downfield better because I think he's got some confidence in that, some continuity that he didn't have a year ago. And he's a running threat that he scares the bejesus out of you. Every time he takes off with the football, last year the biggest question mark on LSU, certainly we didn't know enough about Jaden Daniels, but their offensive line. Uh, they returned five of the six top linemen from a year ago and four of their top five starters. So that part of the game is really good for LSU. 
I don't have a question about that. I, I still think I don't. I wouldn't put Jaden Daniels. I, I understand why people got him in the top four because I think he can put up some nice numbers. I think the guy to watch though is JJ McCarthy at Michigan. If you're looking for a dark horse guy, it's him. With that Michigan football team and how well they're going to play, Caleb Williams. They haven't had a double Heisman winner back to back since Archie Griffin in the seventies. So Caleb is fantastic, and I think Jaden Daniels will be in New York. But if you're looking for a guy that's really not being talked about a lot, I would say McCarthy from Michigan may well be that guy. And I think the world of Jaden Daniels as a player. Good stuff. Mike Detelier from WWL out in New Orleans. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFL divisional markets are out. We will look for value in the divisional rushing leader department. That's right here on the BetQL Network.